When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of the Wolfpacker Show, I guess. They want us to start calling it the Wolfpacker Show. So I call it the MC Square Show because we got Matt Carter, Matt Coe. I'm um, talking some NC State basketball. Got a lot to talk about. Matt Coe, eager to get into this podcast, doing his best. DJ Bones impersonation with the Sage, in case you're wondering what he's doing. He didn't get his eyes dilated or anything. <laughs> Like that. If you're watching the podcast, which is a great segue, you can watch this podcast on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our Wolfpacker YouTube channel. We're getting very, very, very close to 2000, which is awesome. Uh, so let's let's get over the hump here before before March Madness ends. Um, you can also listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Spotify, Google. I, you know, wherever you get it, we're there. So please just. Uh, add us to your list of subscribe podcasts, rate and review it. A nice review would be very happy for all of us. Um, leave a comment as well. All that helps us out. Uh, be sure to subscribe to our website if you haven't already, thewolfpacker.com. Um, you saw over the weekend a big commitment. We'll talk about that here at some point. If you're a member of thewolfpacker.com, you saw it coming for a couple of weeks. So, just wanted the benefits of subscribing to the website, just $29.99 through August. That's a special right now. They're running out of these specials, by the way. They, they, they're getting less and less uh, attractive. So sooner or later, you're going to have to pay up the full price to subscribe. So jump in now. And then last but not least, uh, please check out our sponsor, RogueShop.com, R-O-G as in girl, U-E-S-H-O-P.com for your natural cannabis needs, very legal products to help you take care of the sleep deprivation or if you're dealing with anxiety or chronic pain. Uh, who in life doesn't have one of those three things, right? So this is, if you if you tried some stuff and nothing seemed to work, maybe give this a try. This is a husband and wife small outfit. Uh, the husband is a disabled veteran um, who um, had dealt with his own issues that this helped him out with and so he's a full believer in it and they uh they're on our message board if you ever have any questions they also have a live chat feature on their website in which there's an actual human being on the other end it's not some uh, chat bot or whatever they're called now uh filling you in with the information so um give them a check out they've been big supporters of the wolfpacker.com we appreciate them and uh hopefully you can Show them some love. So got that all in under three minutes. That's my target. I did well. Um, it's been a couple of days. NC State beat North Carolina. That's always fun. Um, I don't. I guess the, the, we're going to start with. I know Matt had some numbers he really wanted to dive into. So I'm going to start with uh, Jarkel Joyner here. Um, 29 points, tied his season high with uh, his performance against Coppin State. 
and went on Coliseum. Shout out Coppin State. Finally won another game and beat the top top team in the MEAC on Monday. Um, so, Matt, you've been looking at it. Where does he rank among the best transfers, in your opinion? We'll start ACC and then branch out from there. Where do you think he ranks? Well, you know, I think, uh, first of all, kudos for keeping a straight face because I look ridiculous. But shout out DJ Burns. Um, <laughs> uh, so I pull, think, I'm honestly, gonna, no offense, Matt. He pulls off the look a lot better than you. Than yeah, you. no, he definitely does. He definitely does. He's a legend for sure. Um, I, I'll say this. I think that if you were to take Tyree Appleby from Wake Forest, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not going to – discredit that I, I think that you know you're not necessarily wrong if you want to take Appleby uh, but I think that, that Jarkel Joyner is one of the main reasons that this team is so good um, I think that to in order to be one of the best transfers you also have to change the trajectory of what the season was a year ago um, and obviously NC State has an easier challenge with that because last season was so bad <laughs> um, they had a lot of wins to make up for uh, but I just was, you know, after the game, I kept thinking to myself, you know, if, if the transfer portal is going to be this, um, this, this entity in the uh, college basketball world, maybe we should make a, you know, all transfer first team or an all transfer second team or, or whatever. And so it got me thinking. And, and so I was, I was doing some, some late night, you know, researching and mm-hmm. I saw from the athletic, uh, they posted a, article on January 25th so not really that far along ago almost a month of their all transfer team and their first two guards um, on the first team were I hope I'm saying his name right uh, Soli Boom uh, from Xavier and then Kendrick Davis from Memphis Uh, really great players I'm going to read off some stats for you and then I'm going to give you guys what Jarkel Joyner is doing and you're going to see how close he really is and how impactful he really is Uh, so Boom for Xavier is averaging 16.2, 4.0 rebounds, 4.7 assists. He's shooting 45.6 field goal percentage. Uh, really awesome numbers there. I've gotten to watch a little bit of Xavier. I uh, can't say I've watched a ton, but he's definitely been a great one. Uh, last year, Xavier was 23 and 13. This year, right now, they're 20 and 7. That's a 63.9 win percentage to a 74.1 win percentage. So really good numbers there mm-hmm. is the reason that Xavier has been so good all season. Uh, Kendrick Davis making the move to Memphis. I said it when he did it. I thought that was a really weird uh, move. I, I think he probably could have went plenty of other places. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's working out for him in Memphis, and, and maybe Memphis is a tournament team. We'll see. Uh, but last this year, he's averaging 21.3 points per game, which is actually 12th in the nation. Um, he is averaging 3.7 rebounds, 5.8 assists, which is 16th in the nation. Uh, last year, Memphis was 22 and 11. This year, they're 20 and 7. That's a 66 point win percentage. Transfer that over to a 74.1. So Memphis and Xavier having similar seasons. Now let's get to Jarkel Joyner. All right, long story short. Jarkel's averages 16.1 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and he's shooting 42.4 field goal percentage. Obviously, last year was terrible for NC State. They were 11 and 21. Right now, they're 21 and 7. Um, They went from a 34.4 win percentage to a 75% win percentage. That's the highest of the three. And out of the three, Jarkel Joyner has only 43 turnovers on the season. 
Davis has 85, Boom has 55, and Jarkel Joyner has a 2.35 assist to turnover ratio, which is 48th in the nation. Boom is 55th, and Davis is all the way at 150. I I get that um, you know NC State maybe isn't the the talk of the town when it comes to college basketball, but there's no denying it. I think that Jarkel Joyner should 100% be in the top top 10, top five, whatever category you want, but he's in that list of one of the best transfers in the entire nation. Yeah. I've got Tyree Appleby's numbers too, 18.5 point, 3.4 rebound, 6.3 assists. I think it's a toss-up between Joyner and Appleby. You know, Appleby may, for best transfer in the ACC. I can't think off the top of my head. I'm trying to go through the team's on the fly, you know, Nigel Pack had kind of picked it up lately for Miami, and he's a tremendous shooter. Yeah, um, North Chatomir has been solid. I th- I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised by his numbers. I think uh, Vanderplas has I- – I was expecting a little bit more, uh, but he's still really, really solid too. There's yeah. a couple. Um, there's definitely a couple. But Shirley has picked it up lately for Virginia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. But I really think – I mean – you're really down to a two-man. Well, you got the pit guy. Uh, what's his name? Tamari Burton. No, no, um, uh, Blake Henson. No, no. Blake Henson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Averaging 15.5 points per game. But, you know, the difference between Appleby and Joyner, I think it's one of those two is the best in the ACC. Yeah. Appleby has to do it for Wake Forest. Right? Like, what else? who else is going to score? I mean... Monsanto is an unbelievable shooter. Um, the other transfer they got that's a big guy is a very nice complimentary piece. But that team goes as Appleby goes. Um, you know, I, I think for NC State, Joyner is kind of sharing the wealth, if you will, with with DJ Burns and Taquavion Smith. I don't know. I don't know Memphis and Javier well enough to know are those guys also sharing the wealth with some right. other guys on their team. So that's just something well, well, Kendrick, consideration. Definitely. And, and I think uh, well, with Kendrick's numbers, with Kendrick Davis' numbers, he his usage rate, I'm sure, is through the roof. Um, averaging those types of numbers and that many turnovers, the ball is probably constantly in his hands. Yeah. Uh, but I like that you said that, you know, NC State doesn't necessarily have to have Jarkel play like this. Uh, that's That's the beauty of this team is that they don't, Last year, it was if one of the three didn't, you know, have a great game, then they were probably going to lose. Now you've got four or five, even if you want to argue six guys that can get you some points and some buckets. Uh, it just so happens that if Jarkel plays like that and if T just gives you a little bit of something, I mean, this team is going to be really, really hot in March for sure. I won't say impossible to stop. I was I was a little reluctant to say that, but um, – they're, they're a damn good team when, when Jarkel is playing like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that if there's going to be some type of transfer list, I mean, like you said, Appleby and, and, and Joyner, I think, need to be on that list. But for me personally, I just think that winning, you know, get it, going out and getting a player that you really want on your team for the next season, there's a reason you went out and got him, and, and you know, we're seeing it with Jarkel. Yeah. I like what you just said there, too, about winning – the Carolina win was kind of another example of yet another game that NC State won in a different way, in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. 
and quite frankly, probably not a way that they have won in, in years past. I mean, yeah. definitely not last. You go back to look at the Wake Forest win in Winston Salem. Go back further, Vanderbilt in Chicago. Um, you got the Carolina win this past Sunday. These are all examples of games. Uh, Georgia Tech, even a crappy team like Georgia Tech at home uh, recently. Years past, NC State stubs its toe or blows an opportunity in those games. And that's probably the biggest difference with this year's team. This year, they find ways to win. And it's like, it's almost like this refreshing attitude. I think I'm on NC State fans of, oh, we can win a game like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're winning ugly, you know, yeah. in some of these games. And, and sometimes you got to, you know, not every game is going to be pretty. This team predicates themselves. They, they really, their identity is shooting the three and guarding the three. Uh, they, they did a solid job guarding, but really not that great shooting, especially in the second half. They started out 0 for 5 until Jack Clark finally hit a three. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I believe Jarkel was the only other player to hit a three. But they finished 2 for 2 after starting 0 for 5 in the second half. So winning without even playing to your strengths is is impressive enough and to do it against your rivals. So that's why I'm having this glass of uh, Tar Heel tears because <laughs> it, was, it was a hell of a weekend. I, NC State got plenty of wins. Yeah, shout out to the uh, ice hockey team. Um, by yeah, the way, how cool is that? The ice pack completing the sweep of UNC this weekend. Women's basketball rallied from 10 down with four-plus minutes to go, outscored UNC by 21 points, if you count overtime, mm-hmm. the, next, the last nine minutes of action. Uh, wrestling won eight out of ten matches against UNC, just obliterated them. Um, not sure why uh, the one wrestler for UNC who did win, he's a national champion, so he's supposed to win. And he does some kind of weird celebration where he's like, Taking the head off the wolf or something like that. Cuts the head off the wolf. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, it's creative. I've nice never seen it. Yeah, it's nice to see something other than horns down. But when he did it, he kind of did horns down. It's it's, it's different. It's not yeah. it's not this. It's that. So if you're gonna you know do it, do it right. But I thought I did like it. I thought it was it was kind of cool. Yeah, but you're getting your butt kicked for the tenth yeah, straight, yeah. straight time. That would be like um. Uh, I don't know, what could you do to UNC? They, I mean, it'd be like NC State not having beaten Miami 10 straight times in a basketball game, and they're about to lose for the 11th time. And you hit a three at the end of the game, and you do the, you flash the U down because yeah, you only yeah, lost yeah. by nine points instead of 12. I mean, what the heck? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so then you got the men's game, and then you got the hockey team, so. Yeah. Good time. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I want to, I, I kind of want to point this out. Um, I've seen a lot of chatter about UNC. That's not a terrible team. I, I want people to like, I feel like some people are, it almost feels like they're downgrading <laughs> the NC State win almost because, because Carolina lost. I... I, I don't know about you, man, but on my drives home from the games, I, I got about an hour and a half drive. And that entire hour and a half drive, I'm just talking to myself on the way back. <laughs> and I've had some heated discussions with myself uh, talking about Carolina. Before we do talk about Carolina, I do want to say one last thing about Jarkel Joyner. 
fourth fourth game uh, of 25 points and no turnovers. NC State's three and one in those games. The one game was the terrible loss at Miami. Mm-hmm. And his ninth game with zero turnovers, NC State is seven and two in those games. Jarkel Joyner, by the way, has 1,935 career points. Uh, he is well on his way to 2,000. He only needs to, I, I say only, but he needs to average 21.7 over the next three if he wants to get in the regular season. So fingers crossed he does it. But all right, so let's talk about Carolina real quick. Well, I want to add to reference why Miami was a terrible loss was because. NC State should have won that game. So you mentioned the one yeah. loss being at Miami. That was the game NC State had a double-digit lead. And quite frankly, if a charge block call goes a different way on Jack Clark on one end of the court, uh, and then a, a low percentage three-point shooter makes a long three as the shot clock was expiring right after that, you're talking about a, a five, six-point swing right there that really yeah. turned the game for Miami. So just for some context, context to what you were talking right. about. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Carolina. So here's the thing. I don't think that this team is as far. This is going to sound really weird. Uh, this is one of my personal thoughts. I don't think this team is as far away from the tournament as people like to say, but at the same time, I don't think they're as close as people like to say. My argument being is so everybody throughout the college basketball world, the Lenardis, the Matt Norlanders, the Gary Parrish, uh, all those guys are saying that the ACC is down, that the ACC is bad. Personally, I don't think that the ACC is that bad. Sure, the bottom half is really, really bad, like Louisville, sure. Uh, But is the ACC bad, actually, or is it bad because Duke and Carolina aren't great and people just don't know how to cover other teams? Uh, Duke's going to make the tournament, you know, uh, I just, I think that, that people are just harping on the fact that Carolina and Duke aren't what they used to be right now, at least. Um, and so they don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know what to do with their hands or like Ricky Bobby. Um, <laughs> and so here's the thing. How can you tell me, and these are y'all's words. How can you tell me that the ACC is bad, but in order for Carolina to make the tournament, they have to beat the ACC. They have no good wins. They... I don't really think of – Well, they did beat NC State. And, they did beat NC State in Chapel Hill. They beat NC State. They beat NC State at, in Chapel Hill. Um, they they get that one. Kudos. Still 0 for 9, I believe, in the quad one. Uh, yeah, they, they might have lost the quad just, one game because they're now 0 and 8. But, 0 and 8. Okay. Yeah. So, so 0 and 8 in quad one. Um, yeah, it's just not enough. I, I view them like I view Clemson, you know. You have some good wins, sure, but you have some horrible, terrible losses, and it's just not enough. I, 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 it's amazing to me that people really think that this team is on the bubble. <laughs> Let me tell you this. The reason why I kind of push back against Carolina Table, cause, and I, this is just speaking – we're not a UNC podcast, so I'm not going di- to diagnose what's wrong with UNC. Yeah. But I almost, if, you, if you think UNC is terrible, then you're saying NC State got away with one. Because NC State was down six. And if you think UNC is terrible, you're trying to say NC State was down six to a terrible team with about eight, nine minutes to go and had to pull one out of their butt. Um, and I don't look at it that way. I, I, I think UNC is a team that, well, I might disagree with you. I don't think they have any bad losses. Um, I don't know, maybe at Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech has beaten Virginia. They've beaten Pittsburgh at home. They've That's a tough Duke. place to play regardless. Too, yeah, they so. beat Duke at home. And I think that was the game. They had Carolina had like three guys out. 
that particular game. Um, so I feel like Carolina, had just, they just lack a great win. That's why I like what you said. Everybody says the ACC down. I've actually done the research. Uh, you know what the ACC's record against the Big Ten is this year? Oh, yeah, let's hear it. 13 and 12. Not bad for uh, the best, you know, yeah. conference in the league. Yeah. Everybody wants to hype up. Yeah. Now, the Big 12, and ACC only went two and five. Can't, Kansas State came close to making it three and four against Kansas. Couldn't quite pull it out. But, I mean, if that game, you're talking about number one seed, which is a team in an 8-9 game, and the ACC team right now in the 8-9 game, if it wasn't for a, a few three-pointers at the end of the shot clock that proved to be the difference. Uh, and then we're talking about basically a 500 record against the so-called best conference, which they probably are, by the way. I'm not disputing the Big 12 yep. might not be the best conference. Yep. Uh, one and two against the Pac-12. The SEC admittedly is the conference that the ACC struggled against. They went three and nine um, against the SEC. But Pitt lost at the budget to Vanderbilt, who, by the way, kudos to Vanderbilt. Uh, they might end up being NC State's best non-conference win. They won five in a row, I think, in the SEC. They're now like eight and six in the SEC. Beat Tennessee at home. Beat Auburn at home. Um, so let's now say I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a flag on that play because I'm I'm still in love with my Paladins over there at Furman. They're yeah, doing well, their thing in the SoCon. But yeah, until keep, they keep lost to, until they lost to the Citadel, which really hurt NC State. By the way, hey, it's okay. You know, it's it's no big deal. <laughs> I thought Furman might get up to quad two status. Um, I think they were like 82 in the net. They just needed seven more, and they're going the road to the Citadel. Um, who I think I can pull it up. The Citadel at that point had eight wins and is 325 in the net and lost. They're just and, making things interesting, Matt. That's it. That's yeah. So they don't want to run away with the title. <laughs> now Farmer's 90 in the net, and that chance of getting the top 75 probably went away. Um, but actually, Dayton's still the highest-rated non-conference win. But in um, Carolina, the team on the bubble, maybe, generously speaking, took the SEC's best team to four overtime on a neutral court. Yeah. So let's say – the nation's best team. Alabama's looking legit. Yeah, so let's say Pitt doesn't lose that game at the buzzer at Vanderbilt, who just beat Tennessee and Auburn both, by the way, at the buzzer on their home court. And let's say Carolina doesn't win one of those four overtimes. All of a sudden, the ACC is what, five and seven against the SEC. And so, if my point is the ACC not far near as far away as, as people want them to be. And my last point on the ACC, here's a sneaky thing that really hurts the ACC. Quentin Post being hurt for Boston College. He missed like 13 games at the outset of the year. Ever since he's been back, BC's been pretty damn good. I think they're like 7-6 and six when Quentin Post, and all in ACC games. And they lost to Duke at the budget on one of those games. Um... If Quentin Post had played the whole year, BC doesn't have those like three or four bad losses that were real close losses. They don't happen to like Maine and New Hampshire and those schools. And they're not 184 in the net. They're probably like 100 
in the net. And that makes a humongous difference because now we're just talking about Louisville and maybe Florida State. And by the way, Florida State, if they don't have that like Mack truck of of uh, adversity that hit them right before the season started where they lost their best transfer to the season of injury. And then another kid gets declared ineligible. And then a few games into the year, they lost a double-digit score to injury. My long-winded chain of the ACC is not as far away as people. But they love, right now they're the whipping boys uh, mm-hmm. of, of, um, of, the, of college basketball. Well, which is funny, too, because, uh, you know, I'm sitting up at the top and, and, oh, my God, man, let me tell you, I'm watching this game and all I see in front of me, because they got these big, you know, TV screens in front of you, I just see Joe Lenardi's face for, like, a good 10, Are you talking about minutes. a PNT <laughs> arena? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, man, get this guy out of my face right now. <laughs> uh, and and he put his, his, his numbers of, of teams that are, you know, he thinks that are going to get into the tournament. And, you know, I think it was either the Big Ten or Big 12. They had nine, which is insane. Um, and then just three spots down below it is the ACC with five. I mean, if you can get five teams in your conference, how, how can you sit there and say that that's bad? Uh, that's pretty damn good. I mean, sure, it's not ACC numbers, but you're still, according to Lenardi, they're the fourth, uh, the fourth best conference um, in terms of teams they think that's going to get in. And and that doesn't include Carolina, who says Carolina can't go on a run and you know they somehow get their way in. Now you got six. Now you just jump the, the board again. Uh, I, it's not a ACC is bad uh, conversation. It's Carolina is not as good as people think or thought. And now they just don't know what to do. And now they're discrediting the whole league, um, which I, I think is uh, just lazy, honestly. Yeah. And and Duke is not as good as normal. They're in the tournament, but they're probably in it's like a seven seed type yeah, uh, versus the normal top three, whatever. Well, seed. well, let's, let's talk about the best team in, in the state of North Carolina. And that is NC state and their tournament chances. What do, what do you think is the, the ceiling here for them? Right now they're good. I, 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 I my only concern about NC state is it, it, it's a resume that not from their fault. It's on, it's like, it's a, it's, it's a nice stacked up resume. But it's like on a Jenga, right? And if one piece gets pulled out, all of a sudden it can crumble a little bit. And the only reason I say that is they got two quad one wins now. Uh, one of them is Duke, who's 29 in the net. If Duke slips two spots, that home win is no longer quad one. And now you're down to one quad one win, which is Virginia Tech on the road, who's not going to be in the NCAA tournament. And quite frankly, they're 64 in the net. So if they lose a couple more times, who to say they won't fall out of quad one status? That's what worries yep. me. On the flip side of that, Miami 31. All they got to do is rise up one spot. Uh, they play on the road against uh, somebody, Virginia Tech, on Tuesday night. Uh, they win that game. I suspect they're probably back in the top 30. And that's a quad one. Here's the weird thing. Wake Forest beats NC State. NC State would actually gain a quad one win probably. Because Wake Forest is 77 in the net. They need to be top 75 to get up to quad one status. So what you're saying is we need State to lose. No. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is 
Yeah. Could you imagine that? Like, how weird is the net? You're sitting here, like, possibly rooting against your own team. Man. God, it's the net, man. This is so funny how it works. Yeah. Here's an, somebody on our board put this analogy. I heard Steve Forbes yesterday at the ACC teleconference for Wake Forest head coach. Cause, yeah, he said, we beat Georgia Tech, and we fell, like, six or seven spots, and Georgia Tech rose eight spots. And I actually don't mind that. Because you were mm-hmm. top 75 and Georgia Tech was below 200 and you beat them on two free throws with five seconds to go. And somebody on the board used this analogy and you're a former baseball player, you understand. Then that is like you won the game. So like that's like saying you went three for four at the plate during the game. And one of your hits was a really nice solid hit. But you're a left-handed pull hitter and the defense shifted over on you and two of your hits were weak ground balls where there was no third baseman because the defense yeah. shifted. So did you really have a good day at the plate, or did you get really lucky? Yeah. And uh, I think that's what yeah. the net is like. The net is like, you got to win, but you played a bad team at home, and you barely won and got lucky. So we're yeah. not going to reward you. But um, It's very fluctuated. Like it just, yeah. It's constantly an up and down until the very last game. You, you just you don't have a really good feel of your team because yeah. I mean state could go on a run here and really jump up the rankings um, or they could just keep coasting by you know getting some solid wins here and there but it's just such an up and down movement that I don't I don't think a lot of people grasp because they see like a uh, Ohio State team um, I, I believe it was like mid-January or something I think I saw them in the top 50 or, or 60 in the net and Ohio State's not good. Um, yeah. So it's just one of those weird. The net's weird. Just, there's no other way to put it. It's weird. It makes sense, but it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I think what you're, if you're entry state, you're hoping for this. You beat Wake Forest, but maybe you don't beat the Bedejas at them. You don't want to make it nervous or anything like <laughs> that. But maybe do what Miami did, which is kind of keep a nice five to eight point cushion the whole game, and Wake Forest yeah. didn't fall after that game. On the road at Miami. So where do you let's let's play the what if game? It, right now, I, I believe most brackets have NC State as an eight seed, uh, from what I've seen. I've seen a couple with seven seed. I think they still need to kind of do some stuff here and there. Let's just say they're an eight seed. Okay, is this a first round exit team? Is this a possible upset in the second round? Is this a Sweet Sixteen team? What is your thought right now? You have no idea who we're playing. What's what do you think this team is? I, I think the team uh, that they, um, if they are an eight nine game, the one seed head coach is probably having a few sleepless nights, worried about getting that team in the second round because he knows yeah. that team. Look, Kansas right now is a one seed, and Kansas knows full well on a neutral court that NC State went toe to toe with them on yeah. that court, and every head coach. It obviously depends on matchups. Like, right, Purdue probably wouldn't be a great matchup for NC State because they could neutralize DJ Bones and yeah. Pope. But most teams are going to say, how do we guard DJ Bones and also guard that backcourt? And if those guards are hitting their shots, we're going to have to outscore them. And by the way, they're really good at creating turnovers on defense. Can we hold on to the basketball against these guys? So 
they would make life miserable. Right now, bracketmatrix.com survey 95 brackets. It's updated as of this morning. NC State's actually technically a nine seed when you add it all up. So, um, wow. okay. Yeah. I, I, you know, it looks like the lowest seed I'm seeing. It, it, one has them as an 11 seed. Oh, what? Few, I see a two at an 11 seed. And then I see a handful of seven. So they're pretty much uh, probably more 10 than seven. So I would say mostly eight, nine is pretty much right. Yeah. I, I would like to do everything we can to not be an eight, nine seed. Uh, while I say that, though, I think an Alabama NC State matchup in the next round would be really fun, uh, possibly game of the tournament. Um, but Whatever we can do to get out of the eight nine seed, I'm going to be a fan of. If we can move up to the seven seed, let's say we're a seven seed, I'm a believer that guards win in March, and I will take our guards along with uh, Northwestern's TCU's, um, those types of teams. I'll take those guards against pretty much everybody. And if we go, if we get hot, that's what March is about. If if you get hot at the right moment, uh, this team to me, depending on the seeding could easily be a sweet 16 team lock in my opinion. And like I said, depending on who we get, I could see this team going to the lead eight. Uh, I just think that there's too many offensive options and who would have thought we'd be saying this at, at the beginning of the season, by the way, let's just like take a step back and, and realize it. Yeah, yeah, we're saying these call, things out loud yeah. right now. <laughs> my only question is, is when you do a lot, the, the, the entry state type of guards are streaky guards. And that's when that you're in the one and done format. If you were to get on a neutral court where they're not familiar with the, the settings and all of a sudden Joyner and Smith combined to go five for 25 from the court. What was the game they yeah. both played really poorly in and scored single? Well, game? I remember the pit game that Clark and Joyner were, I believe, yeah. 0 for 21. So The Georgia Tech game. The Georgia Tech game, both Smith mm-hmm. and Joyner were held in single digits. Yeah, You got away with it because it was Georgia Tech. Yeah. You're not going to get away with it. And then it's so, is this uh, is this a loss of a season if they go into the tournament and lose first round? Is that considered a disappointing season? If somebody would have considered that a disappointing season, then they would have to have their brain examined. So that's my opinion. Okay, okay. Why opinion. Why do you feel that way? Because you got to look where we, where NC State came from. You had a twenty one loss season a year ago. So there were probably 2,000 fans in the stands for some of those early games at yeah. PNC Arena. You've already had more fun this season than many years of NC State basketball. If you're going to hang it all on a one-and-done tournament format where crazy stuff happened all the time, mm-hmm. who went to the Elite Eight last year? St. Peter's? With the St. Yep. Peter's, they beat Kentucky, who my sweet daughter had winning the national championship in her bracket in the first round. So crazy stuff happens. You just can't. Right, right. So I'm not going to. To me, this season. I don't know. I, I think I think for, for Keats. Keats, by the way, I just want to give a quick shout out to how gangster of a move that was at the post game. And he said, well, it's not a rivalry. Why would I care? Uh, that was an elite answer. Um, <laughs> Keats likes to talk coach talk in those questions, but that was kind of a yeah. And that um, was a jab at I, I think it was Caleb Love for UNC 
like the way. Yeah, well, it was Caleb Love. It was uh, it was Drake May. It was uh, it was Baycott. I mean, they all say it, mm-hmm. so you know whatever. But uh, that was a good move by Keith. But I think that Keith won a lot of people over this season, and especially in that moment, I think um, I think that will be kind of a prove it kind of thing. Like, all right, you've done some great, phenomenal work. And and it has shown how good he can be getting the guys that he needs to fit his system. I think I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on the boat that I, I need to see at least just one win. Let like let let Keats get that that over that hump. You know, obviously going from horrible year last year to where we are now. I, I remember somebody mentioned in the in the post game that you had 21 losses last year. You had 21 wins this year. Complete turnaround. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe uh, myself and other NC State fans are just being a little greedy. You know, we just want to see even more. Um, <laughs> like uh, and, and that's, look, what not, say, that's what they say. Carolina yeah. fans, you want ever Carolina fans were complaining about the uh, stadium series being an NC State infomercial. So like, oh, it, it, yeah. it was in Carter Finley Stadium. <laughs> uh, Joe Gillio uh, said on time, the radio. Next time we do that, it, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Joe Gillio said on the radio, it's like. They want everything, and that's you know yeah. they feel like they're entitled yeah. to everything. But go ahead. Next time we'll shave off the NC State symbols off the stadium and, <laughs> and remove all of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's just I don't know. I think if if we really are seeing the turn of the tide right now, and, and this is a little early on this talk because you know Carolina's having a bad year. Uh, their their first one without Roy, and then you know Duke doesn't look like Duke. Uh, if we're seeing the turn of the tide at some point. You got to turn that tide, and and I I think if if you really want to be taken seriously as a program, like you got to do some damage in March, like what we've seen it yeah. all year, yeah. Um, so but I, would I, t- I think I think if it it depends on how they lose. That's how we should ask the question, not if they lose, but how they lose. If you remember uh, under Keats in his first year when they lost in the first round, they did not look very good in that game. Uh, that's kind of why a lot of people are really off the Keats bandwagon. So if they go in there and they just get a tough pull and, and they just, you know, play their butts off, then so be it. Um, but if they go in there and just lay an egg, you know, that's that's going to be the one that's like, all right, this was kind of a disappointing season, at least a little bit. I would push back. I would say that's just, hey, like that first season, for instance. Again, you just had the worst two-year stretch in NC State basketball history. Very true. And you made it to the NCAA tournament. And by the way, you played a Seton Hall team that was top 25 most of the year. And when you broke down that team, I remember telling my coworker at the time, this is a really, really tough match. They drew the worst HC to draw in the tournament. And then Seton Hall came this close to beating the one seed in the next Mm -hmm. game. That was an extremely talented Seton Hall team that if they had played up to their potential, probably would have been a top 16 overall seed and one of the one through four. So, again, I can't get mad because they drew a tough 8-9 assignment. I don't consider that laying an egg. I consider that, oh crap, they ran into a really good team that we just have to acknowledge was better than them. And she stayed overachieved all year. Um, Had a hell of a year. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of, that's how I feel about this year. You've got some of your best memories in recent years. You said you never heard PNC Arena that loud. That I, I rewatched the game a couple of times, like I always yeah. do, and I, I still will get chills yeah. and goosebumps. I mean, when yeah. when, when Joyner threw that dunk down, I mean, 
Holy crap. You were there in Winston-Salem. When was the last time NC State came back like that to win a game on and, the road? No, yeah, no, in that fashion, no. No, yeah. never. <laughs> when was the last time you saw NC State just jump out to a 22-2 lead? At one point, it was like 33-10 to 10 on Duke at home. Well, I can't I can't say that, but I'm not going to lie. Over the years, I'm getting kind of used to beating the doors <laughs> off of Duke. <Yeah. laughs> they, they played some good basketball against Duke. Or the uh, Miami overtime game. How much fun was that? Yeah. You had so much fun this year. I don't like how many points you're making right now. These are some rock-solid points that I hate you for. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I want to I see agree more with you. DJ Burns. I want to see more Joyner. I want Terquavion to, you know, raise yeah. his NBA stock. And ah, yeah. it's, just, it's a fun team. It's a yeah. fun team, and I would hate to for the fun to, to, to end in, in one game, you know. That well, would suck. If you're in an 8-9 game, you could very well find yourself playing a Seton Hall-like team. Mm-hmm. And it's just a tough match. That's why I don't think you can put too much on the mark. I do want to talk about the tournament before that, though. The ACC tournament. I want to run down the teams. Yes. Because we're getting ahead of ourselves. Wake Forest we are, Wednesday. aren't we? <laughs> Wake Forest on Wednesday is a hard game. I don't want people yep. to think that. Wake Forest can beat anybody in the ACC. And I watched that Wake Forest-Miami game. They played Miami about as well as anybody down in Coral mm-hmm. Gables. Right now, Miami's just going – an elite, elite level. We do ACC power rankings every week for a subscriber. Spoiler alert, both match had Miami number one in the ACC at this point. And I didn't even think about it. I just immediately put Miami. Yeah. In the past, it's been like Virginia, Miami. Who did I put? This would go Miami. Yeah, that's easy. Um, yeah. And Wake Forest did have NC State beat in Winston-Salem. Until Beef Bones took over the game, um, uh, with Matt Coe wearing the stage, um, just thirty-one and, and nine or whatever it was, and work fans went from chanting Whopper to nothing uh, yeah. by the end of the game. So, still got a big weight. I'm gonna have a desperate Clemson team mm-hmm. coming. They need that win. They they need, they need that win. Yeah, they're off the bubble right now. To any chance to get back on the bubble require a win at NC State. And um, I would argue of all the ACC games, only Virginia comes close to doing what Clemson did to NC State in Clemson. But that was not a competitive game for NC State. Right. Then got to go to Duke, who's got back-to-back blowout wins and all of a sudden they're 11 and 6 in the ACC. Now one of them was against Louisville so that doesn't count too much but they did, <laughs> they did dismantle Syracuse by like 20 some points yep. in the dome. Yep. So um, how would you kind of stack up these last three games and because uh, if NC State wins all three quite possible they could get a double bye in the ACC tournament. Then I want to ask you a question about the ACC tournament after that. Yeah, um, I think, first of all, I love the fact that we get two of the, the core four of Wake and Duke. I, I think that if there's a way that the ACC could always make it that the last four games of the season is Carolina, Wake, Duke, in, in some order mm-hmm. like that, keep it up. I love that. Um, so, look, I think that 
I'm not terribly worried about. I can't say that. I, Wake's a good team. Wake's a good team. I'm not gonna. You know, I love Steve Forbes. I think he's a great coach. That's probably the one game that I'm most confident about out of the three. Like you said in the Clemson game, uh, I just think we got out coached. Uh, I think we got out coached. I think we got out played. Like you said, it wasn't very competitive at all. I feel a lot better about that one. Um, Duke is probably the one at Duke. I think is the one that worries me the most. Finishing on the road, Duke. I mean. Sure, they're a tournament team, but if they want to get off that 8-9 seed, they kind of need that win as well. Uh, so there's a lot riding on these last couple of games because Wake, for now, just doesn't seem like they're going to be in the tournament. But if they sneak out a couple of wins, you know, they're desperate. Clemson, they're desperate. Duke isn't necessarily desperate, but they're hungry. So it's a tough stretch. I, I, I'm looking forward to that Duke game to see if we can really close out the season on a high note. But with as far as weight goes out of the three, I just think that um, – I mean, you saw it. We're going to see something different in this one. Steve Forbes is going to have a plan for DJ Burns, so don't already, think that – He already announced it at his ACC teleconference that they – he said uh, they're working on some different things to try to defend, <laughs> defend yeah. this time. Yeah, no, that's a good plan. That's, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, so – I think the guards are probably going to have to win you this one. And, you know, we just hyped up Tyree Appleby and how great he's been. So it's going to be a fun one for sure. And and uh, they won 79-77, I think, was the score in Winston-Salem. Um, I, I expect it to be close, but I still think that State gets the dub. Yeah. Wake has been an interesting team. Like they, they, they're kind of – they and Virginia Tech are kind of the enigmas. Of the ACC, I kind of feel like Clemson was living a good life for a long time and kind of came back um, in the ACC. They've lost, I think, five or six in the ACC. And when they were ten and one in the ACC, four of those wins were by three points or less. Two of them at the buzzer, and quite frankly, they had a very home favorable schedule in the sense that the tougher teams came to Clemson, versus Clemson having to go on the road to play them. Um, I would say Wake Forest does tend to be a different team home versus away. They beat Duke at home, lost to him, albeit only by two points on the road. Uh, crushed Carolina at home. It ended up being closer than the score indicated, but got, got their butt whipped by UNC on the road. Crushed Clemson at home, but got crushed by Clemson on the road. So you're kind of seeing a pattern of a team that, that tends to play much better at home than they do on the road. I kind of feel like Clemson up to three, which should be maybe the, you know, that's going to be senior day at NC State. Jarkel Joyner's last game for sure. Who knows about the others? They, they're they going to want that revenge. I, and that's kind of important because I don't think you want to say you got swept by Clemson if you're presenting a case to the NCAA tournament. So if I had to rank it, I actually think Duke is the best matchup for NC State, but it is at Cameron and, they're going to be out for blood because they got their butt whipped yeah. in Raleigh. Yeah. So kind of a toss-up from Duke and Wake is toughest for me and then Clemson. Um, what team do you not want to see in the ACC tournament? Man, what a question. <laughs> uh, man, okay. So I definitely don't want to see Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like our, our numbers against the zone. We shoot 5% less against zone defenses um, from the three, just right at 30%. Mm-hmm. 
So as long as we can avoid a zone, I'm good. Uh, but Syracuse is up on that list. I think I, I I think I agree with you when it comes to Virginia Tech, how they're that pesky kind of like fly that just kind of won't go away. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say I'll say Wake Forest because of the the fact that it's in Greensboro. Um, I think in in both matchups we played well against Carolina, well enough to win both games. I'm, I think we're a better team than Carolina. I've been very vocal about that. I think that we're a better team than Duke. Um, we showed that in the first one. Um, and that atmosphere would be crazy. Uh, but Wake Forest, neutral, you know, I'm I'm watching that one. I'm a little, <laughs> you know, at home. I like us at home. But on a neutral, that one's kind of, we'll see. But Syracuse is probably on the top of my list there. Syracuse high on my list. I'll tell you, sneaky team, Georgia Tech. I also agree with you about Virginia Tech. Hmm. But Georgia Tech, their style, you mentioned a great point, the great numbers on the zone defense. Georgia Tech runs the zone defense a lot too, just a 1-3-1. And they also run that Princeton style with some elements of the Princeton offense that really works well against that aggressive NC State defense. Uh, and Kevin Keats bluntly admitted that's kind of one of the kryptonite to his defensive styles is uh, the backdoor cutting type teams. Uh, I felt like both games against Georgia Tech were way tougher than they probably were expected to be. Um, and quietly, they're playing well lately, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. So that's my because that would be a bad loss in an ACC oh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, that'd be a oh, really, yeah. a really bad loss. Well, they're flirting, they're flirting with the uh, the four seed there, possibly getting a double buy. I think that would do wonders for this team if they got a double buy. Yeah, I hate how that would work. By the way, for those who are wondering, if NC State could beat Clemson, let's say NC State wins out, that includes a win over Clemson. Then at worst, they would tie with Clemson, and because Miami has leaped past Pittsburgh, that gives NC State a tiebreaker over Clemson. Um, but essentially, if NC State wins out and then you kind of hope that Miami stays above Pittsburgh, then you get the double buy. That's the short way of it. Um, that's kind of the only way, though, to get that. And that would set you up if you're the five seed or the four seed. If you're the five seed, you got to play the winner of the 12 13 games in the first round of the, in the second round of the tournament, which would be Florida State or Georgia Tech. This is why I brought up Georgia Tech as a team. I don't think NC State wants to play in the ACC tournament. It's your four seed, and then the five seed would have to play that game, and then you would play them next in the double bye, and then in the semifinals, presumably would play one seed, whether that's Virginia or Miami. So a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We will be at Winston say uh not no, 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 correction. <laughs> Not going to be in Winston-Salem. Don't Not. go to Winston-Salem. <laughs> that would be a really embarrassing thing. Uh, Nine o'clock tip Wednesday. They're honoring the 83 team during the game. Um, tickets are still available. It kind of surprises me, to be honest with you. I, I would have thought after Carolina, the remaining two games would quickly sell out. But, uh, yeah. Again, that's a, I think that's a college basketball issue uh, as much as uh, 
at any time. For instance, you can still buy tickets to Virginia, North Carolina on Saturday. So it's not just NC State. Um, but we'll be there. We'll have complete coverage of the game afterwards. And then senior day, Saturday, Clemson, noon tip, much better than the 9 o'clock tip on Wednesday. Yeah. So uh, and then after that, you'll win both of those games and we can really start talking about where they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. So um, any closing closing thoughts, Matt, before I uh, take care yeah. of the house business? No, not really. We're going to get these glasses on. I don't know how DJ Burns does this. I can't see anything right now. Um, <laughs> you know the story behind hair in his face. <laughs> you know why DJ Burns wore those sunglasses, by the way? Yeah, he got swiped in the eye uh, against Clemson, right? Uh, Duke. Oh, was it Duke? Okay. No, Clemson was the dark, uh, the Jack Clark injury. Um, hmm. Okay, well. Yeah, so yeah no, these things, I, can't, I can't see nothing. <laughs> um, yeah. I do want to mention Paul McNeil sign big. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I actually hit him up on Twitter uh, the day he went on his uh visit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that I really wanted, so I'm very, very excited about that. And if they can bring back some guys from this year's squad, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, with the whole NIL and you know, possibilities of that. Uh, but Paul McNeil is a great addition, great addition. I I'm really excited about that one. Yep, class of 2024, uh, consensus four star. So he's actually most sophomore ever to win Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of North Carolina. Having a big junior season right now for Richmond. I appreciate the fact that he's kind of going the the for now at least uh, the Quavion Smith route of staying loyal to his local public school and not going to yeah. one of these, uh, you know. You know, basketball schools. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's nothing yeah. wrong with that, by the way. I'm not trying to downplay Trey Parker signed with NC State. Will be at NC State next year. He kind of took that route. That's fine. I just have a soft spot in my heart for those who are loyal. And I think you see him. Look, Quavion Smith has been loyal to NC State. He came back for another year, even though he could have been drafted last year. I think your odds of player retention goes up when you recruit these guys who have shown loyalty at the high school level. So it's just something to think about. But tremendous score from all accounts, a very good fit for Kevin Key's system and, and a consensus top 50 player in that 2024 class. So um, that's a very good get. He was one of, I think, five uh, visitors that day. So, they had a number. They had a number of them. Yeah. And it was a hell of a day to, to visit. So Yeah. The yeah, list is on the Wolfpacker.com. They'll go to the, the State of Basketball message board, and it's on there. And if you're not on it, just pay twenty nine ninety nine, and you'll get that information and everything else through the end of August. How about that? That, that is a sell. Uh, also, please uh, follow us on Twitter at the Wolfpacker. You can follow Matt Coe at underscore Matt Coe, right? Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Facebook, the Wolfpacker, um, YouTube slash the Wolfpacker, uh, and also uh, you can get this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, wherever they may be. We also do some boat game recordings after wins or losses at, at home. Um, I'm working on trying to edit those things so you don't see me hit and record at the start of the video, but. Um, 
Okay. I'm 43. Work, it's old. a work in progress. Yeah, I know. I'm about to be 43. That's not my that's my not my MO. <laughs> um last but not least, please check out our sponsors, rogueshop.com. I mentioned them at the outset of the show. Husband and wife, small business. Uh, they sell natural cannabis products. They're perfectly legal. They're perfectly safe. And they can maybe help you out with some of your chronic pain or anxiety or or sleep deprivation, whatever the case may be. Check them out at rogueshop.com. They're online. They're willing to chat with you. Uh, they uh, help you out and try to find what might best fit your needs. Uh, they're on our message board. Do they have any questions there? They've been great, great supporters of the Wolfpacker.com, and we want to support them as well. So for Matt Coe, I'm Matt Carter. This has been MC Squared. It's, a, it's been a great one because I got Matt Coe to admit that I made some good points. I don't think he's ever said that on the podcast. So um, I, I'm going to end it on that note. Till next time. There we go. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.